Welcome to church today. Let's stand and worship the Lord together today.
thankful that he's never lost a battle. How many are faithful that he can't fail? Which means if we're following him and doing what he says, we will never fail. Amen? The enemy wants to tell us, but we'll never fail. Thank you, Father. Isaiah 61, 7 says, Instead of shame, you shall have double honor. Instead of confusion, you shall rejoice in your portion. Therefore, you shall possess double in the land, and everlasting joy shall be yours. I feel like God's about ready to release some double on some people. I feel like there's some people who have been through some long battles. There's some people who have been pressed under shame. There's some people who have been in disgrace. There's some people who have been fighting for their joy. But God's about to release that on his people, amen? He's about to move us to a new level. Instead of confusion, that word means disgrace in the original. It means disgrace, shame, or dishonor, or reproach. That's not our portion. So remember the lady who came in, I love this story, and poured the oil, broke open the flask, and poured the oil on the feet of Jesus? And the men around her were indignant, and they were like, what are you doing? They didn't understand the impact, the power, and the cost of what she was doing. And they wanted to stop her. But God said, wait. What this woman's doing, it will never be forgotten. It will never be forgotten. Our portion in the Lord is not shame. Our portion in the Lord is not disgrace. Our portion in the Lord is not sorrow. Our portion in the Lord is joy. It's to overcome. It's to have victory. Amen? I just feel like as I was just praying over this word, that God was just saying that as we begin to step in to what he has for us, as we begin to speak to the enemy, you're not my portion. Shame is no longer my portion. Disgrace is no longer my portion. That God's about to step up behind us and raise his hands and say, this is my child. And no longer will you be able to put shame upon her because not only am I going to remove shame, but I'm about to release a double portion for everything that they've been through.
your freedom reign in our hearts. Let your freedom reign here this morning. Let it reign from the front to the back, God. Every heart, every mind, every life, every soul this morning. Let your freedom reign in us, Jesus. Oh, have your way. where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So 
Stretch your hands towards heaven, if you will. Lift up holy hands in the house of the Lord. Lord, we honor you. We thank you today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for our freedom. Come on, begin to just open your mouth. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. God, we are... God, grateful, Lord, for the nation, Lord, that you've allowed us to live in, for the freedoms that you've given us. They're not given by man, but they're given by you. But superseding that of our nation, God, you have given us liberty and you have given us freedom and eternal freedom with you. Lord, your word says... That whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So, Lord, we step into that today. Lord, we, we walk through that today. Lord, knowing that the work on the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. No bondage could hold me. By the blood of Jesus, I am free. Come on and give him praise in the house today.
Lord, we lift up each and every need today, God. Those in the house, Lord, those who may be at home right now, God, many people fighting many battles, God, all across this nation, this time. God, we ask, Lord, that your love would abound, God, in those situations. We ask, Lord, that you would touch the sick, those afflicted by sickness today. Lord, you were wounded, God, for our transgressions, Lord. And God, I, I pray, Lord, that you, your, the stripes that you took on your back, God, were for our healing. So those struggling with healing, God, we just claim the blood of Jesus over them right now. Even if they're not here, God, we claim the blood of Jesus. Those may be in hospital beds right now struggling. Healing in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. God, those who are dealing with addictions this morning, and strongholds and bondages, situations, life is thrown at them, maybe some bad decisions along the way. God, I pray the blood of Jesus would meet them right where they're at. The atoning blood of Jesus breaks every bondage. So, Lord, we pray today, Lord, that freedom would reign in the wayward son and the wayward daughter's life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We say, devil, back up. We say, devil, back up because that's the Lord's child. We declare it. We decree it. Lord, we believe it. So, Lord, touch Lord, those addicted by bondage and affliction. God, those who are str struggling in their marriages. God, I pray, Lord, that you speak peace to a storm. <laughs> Lord, if the winds and the waves will obey you, God, then, Lord, you speak life into marriages again and bring them back to life. God, I pray, Lord, that you turn the hearts of husbands towards their wives and the hearts of wives towards their husbands, God, and marriages would re be restored in the mighty name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus. We declare it, we believe it, we decree it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we honor you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, can you lift your hands? I don't know if you are or aren't. I, I got my eyes closed, but can you lift your hands? Can we just begin to thank God for his mighty work? In this building, he's touching hearts. He's ministering right now, God. Lord, you're, you're going up and down these aisles, Lord, those who are struggling. God, those who may have given up hope, God, I believe hope is going to come alive again. We speak life, God, into situations. Freedom reigns, freedom reigns. Come on, sing it. Come on, let's freedom sing it again. Reigns in this place. Hallelujah. freedom. Come on now. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Freedom reigns.
so Lord we walk in that freedom today God as joint heirs by the blood of Jesus Christ we walk in it we receive it Lord we believe it Lord we know it and God we give you praise and glory come on can you give Jesus a thunderous praise in the house today hallelujah hallelujah do me a favor look around find about five people give them a fist bump and say it is good to see you in the house of the Lord today come on find five people you don't know Amen. Once you've done that, you, you may be seated. It's so good to see you today. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord today? <laughs> How many are glad that we live in a nation uh, that allows us to worship freely? Amen. I am, a few of you are, 14 of you are happy to live in a nation that allows you to worship freely. I bet if you lived in another nation that didn't allow you, you'd be pretty thankful for that. Uh, I tell you what, it's 4th of July, there are people gone today, and that's okay, but enjoying the, the longer weekend, uh, but you're here, and uh, I, I tell you what, I am I'm grateful to be an American. I'll never forget, I traveled overseas and uh, did a little ministry work overseas, but I'll never forget the first time I, I returned back to American soil. When I got off the plane in the airport in Orlando, Florida, and I walked out, and I saw an American flag, I almost got down and kissed the ground in the airport because I felt like, man, I am back where I should be. And I am grateful for this nation. Now, this nation is not perfect by any means. You know why? Because we're all imperfect people. But I believe that the good of this nation still exists. And I believe that as long as the Bible says this, that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And I don't know about you, our rights don't come from the government. Our rights come from our Creator. Right? Come on. Come on. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. You ought to be thankful for that. And our, our founding fathers were pretty wise fellows to put that in, in, in the document there and to, to remind us that he is the giver of freedom, not man, but him. And uh, that supersedes even beyond our government. I talked a little bit about that, that Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross. And I always get a little bit teary when I, when I think about what Jesus did on the cross for me because I feel like I'm so unworthy. But he loved you. He loved you anyways, and he loved me anyways, and he bore that cross for you, for your sins and my sins, and because of that, we have freedom. I'm talking about true freedom, true freedom, and so uh, I, I tell you what, I, there, it is so good to see you today. If you're a guest with us, I want to say welcome. 
to the house of the Lord. I pray that you felt welcome when you walked in this place. I pray that uh, you feel the presence of the Lord in this place. How many feel the presence of the Lord in this house today? I, I do. I tell you what, I, I just feel an anointing today. I don't know even really what I'm going to do at this point, but if you're a guest with us, I say welcomes. Can we give all of our guests today a welcome to the house? <laughs> uh, we are fresh back. Last week, we were, uh, our family, we went down to Nashville, not little Nashville, big Nashville, down in Tennessee, and uh, had a, a weekend and uh, just got to spend some time with my family. How many know vacation sometimes with your family is a little more work than you anticipate? The Lord was teaching me patience. I always talk about that on Wednesday nights. Uh, no, uh, uh, but uh, we, had a, we, we did have a good time, and uh, we, we had a, a refreshing time. Got to spend a little time. Everybody got to do a little bit of everything that they like to do. Novak, all he wanted to do was swim at the pool. He's an easy kid to, to you know, it's like all he was concerned about, can, can we go back to the motel and go swimming? And so, boy, don't you wish life was that easy again? And uh, But we had a good trip, and got to see some old friends and uh, just had a time of refreshing. I know that you guys were fed here. How many enjoyed uh, Bishop Helton last week uh, coming in? Amen. <clears throat> I got to listen to his sermon. I'm glad that his pants did not fall during his sermon. Some of you are, that were not here are going, what in the world are you talking about, TJ? Well, I just go back and watch the service. He had forgot his, his belt and he tied two strings here and two strings here to make sure his, his pants didn't fall. And he, his wife was not with him, and he even admitted that, that he, is, he doesn't do good without his wife. He left his belt at home, and so, but he, he managed. And, uh, and you guys heard the word of the Lord last week, and uh, I, I'm grateful that, um, that he was able to come down here and minister to you guys. I tell you what, I'm just <clears throat> a little bit just kind of unsure where to go here because I, <clears throat> I just feel grateful for today to be in this nation. I do. I, I just feel grateful to be in this nation. And um, sometimes we talk about how bad things are. And you know what I've learned? That if I get out, turn the, <clears throat> turn the news off, go out and talk to my neighbor, I'll find out that people still really do love each other. And people that have different backgrounds and different belief systems can still get along. <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm grateful for that. Real fast, I, I believe we have a video, and I, I want you guys to watch this video. This is, this is a great video. Sometimes we're in parades. We go swimming with friends and we have a picnic and watch fireworks. Fireworks? Fireworks. Fireworks. Watch the fireworks show. Shoot off fireworks. We just have lots of fun. Why do we set off fireworks on the 4th of July? It was when our Declaration of Independence was signed. Because John Adams said that's how we celebrate it. Because it's cool. 
Do you have a favorite firework? Big ones. The Roman candles. The blaze. I like the sparklers. Little box, and it shoots like 20 fireworks up at the same time, and they all just blow up. I'm kind of afraid of fireworks. What was the Revolutionary War? It was the time that we were fighting Great Britain. It's like when all like did a big, huge war. It was like all around. We're trying to gain our freedom. In Boston, what were people throwing overboard from the ships into the sea? Really expensive tea. The tea taxes were very unfair for them. So they decided to feed it to the fish. Why did our founding fathers wear wigs? Because that was the classy thing to do, to look fancy. Because back then they'd lose their hair very quickly and it was slightly embarrassing. Who is your favorite founding father? George Washington. He always seemed like a strong man. He didn't seem like he would ever break. Benjamin Flynn. Kind of feel like him because he's so smart. What document about to get argument? What's stars and stripes? American flag. Stripe are the The stars represent the states. What song is national anthem? That's a candy. These are well. The Star Spangled Banner. Do soldiers do? They defend us. They fight for us. They protect our freedoms and beliefs. If they weren't there, we wouldn't have freedom. What does freedom mean? You have freedom of your speech and religion and your actions. If we weren't free, we wouldn't be what we are. Why is America special? We give opportunities that some other countries don't have. Written in the Bill of Rights and all the amendments. How does America help the world? It helps other countries be free. Showing an example for other countries that might want to change. We have a ton of charities that we help people with. Donate our clothes, food packages, send nurses and doctors so we can take care of their wounds, help the poor and give money to them and build houses. What do you think God likes most about our country? How we have freedom and we treat everyone equally. That we're always thinking. And we are trying to tell other countries about him and spreading the word. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. God bless the USA. God bless America. All right, if you're grateful to live in America, can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? I'm going to do something a little different today. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. I want everyone to stand with me. Everyone's like, oh, what's going on? You didn't know you guys all signed up to be in a choir today. How many are like, I don't sing, TJ. Well, you're signed up for this choir today. And uh, I need you guys. We're going to sing this song. We did not practice this song. So if it goes bad, you can blame me. That's why I had the worship team go down, because you can blame Pastor then. But uh, we're going to sing this song, God Bless America. How many know that song, God Bless America? How many pray that God will continue to bless America? Amen. Come on, let's sing this. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her, stand beside her, and guide her through the night with the light from above, from the mountains. From the mountains to the prairies, to the prairie, to the oceans, 
to the oceans white with foam God bless America my home sweet home God bless God bless America my home sweet home all right now you guys sound good today come on you guys sing it God bless come on you guys sound good land that I love Stand beside her. Through the night with the light. From the mountains. Sing it out. Come on. To the oceans. Why with foam? I like this part. give yourself a hand clap you guys did good all right you may be seated today thank you so much for doing that and I I just felt compelled to sing that because I believe that God is still blessing America and I, I believe that with all my heart uh, if you have your Bibles today we're going to be in, out of the book of Exodus and uh, I'll be speaking to you today I'm going to be talking about freedom uh, and I want to preface this, Wednesday night, uh, sometimes when I'm speaking, I, I'm, I miscommunicate, and at the end of what I was, our Bible study on Wednesday night, I, I mentioned that we were not going to be going over a book, uh, what I was trying to say Wednesday night was we're not going to continue on going over a book in the Bible through the month of July, and I, the way it came out was it sounded like we were not having church on Wednesday night, and uh, how many know sometimes things come out that you don't mean to come out, right? And so, but I want to assure you, this Wednesday night, there will be church, all right? And so, I want to make sure that you guys know that. We will have a class here for you guys, and I uh, just wanted you to know that and uh, clear that up. Someone caught me afterwards and said, hey, we don't like that very much, that if we, we're okay with you still having church, but we're not okay with, you know, and they let me know that. And I said, oh, I didn't even realize that came out the wrong way. My wife told me, she said, that, you totally blew that one. She let me know. Amen. How many know that sometimes your wife? We'll let you know. Sometimes your husbands will let you know when you totally blow it. And so I, I totally miscommunicated that. I wanted to make sure that you know that there's classes here for everybody on Wednesday night. And so we're, we're uh, glad, glad for that. So Exodus, we're going to be uh, chapter 8. Um, you, can, you can just go there. 
Uh, are there any procrastinators in the house? All right. These are my peeps right here. How many of you hold, hold off and wait to the last minute to do things? How many have got burned doing that? Uh, some of you don't want to admit that, that, that <laughs> Wyatt, thank you for raising your hand, buddy. Your honesty is that good. Um, I don't know about you. I'm probably not one of the most organized people in the world. Uh, you know, some people are like, they get up and they have this specific routine that they, that they know at 830 they're going to be here. And all. anybody like that, good for you. Uh, not me. I, I kind of like flying by the seat of my pants sometimes, and uh, sometimes that gets me in trouble, but it makes life adventurous, right? Don't know what the day's coming, but, uh, and the problem is I, I'm definitely a, a right brain person. I'm, I'm, I'm a little less analytical, a little more kind of free spirit. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I like, I like that. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm a little less, my wife is very organized, um, she likes things in order, and, and we balance each other really well. And so that's, there's, there's positives to that. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I know I need structure in my life. We all need structure, right? All your kids are off on summer break. How many know they need structure? Because coming back into school, they're going to have structure, right? And so um, when, when me and Tristan first got married, and we... Uh, we combined our finances. Uh, I had a way of doing my checkbook, and she had a way of doing the checkbook. And when we were going through marital uh, counseling, you know, one of the one of the biggest reasons for divorce is is finances. And and so when we we're going through our marital counseling, our wise counselor at that moment, he he asked, he said, "Hey, so." Have you guys talked about finances and how you're going to do finances? And I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. We're just, and it's like, TJ, how do you do it? Well, you know, I kind of just guesstimate in my mind where my, my checking account is. So I know if I spend $45 and, you know, I have $100 in there, guess what? I've still got around, you know, $55 there. So that's how I do it. And he, and he looked at me and he said, do you think that's a very, very good way to do that? And I was like, well, it's worked for me. I've, I've only overdrafted like three or four times, you know. And, uh, and then he asked Tristan, he said, Tristan, uh, how, how do you do it? She, well, she says, you know, I get the, the register out and I make sure and I look and I compare receipts to where what's been spent. And those wise wise marriage counselor looked at me and he said, which way do you think is the best way to do that, TJ? Well, obviously my way, but, uh, but, but, you know, so how many know that we need structure in our lives, right? And so I just, that's kind of a, kind of a little bit, I, I am a work in progress. Anybody else a work in progress? Okay, good. Um, so no, if I take you out to dinner and buy your meal, it's not because I know how much finances we are. I just kind of, pr I do it by faith and I'm just, <laughs> that's not a good way to do your finances either. Just FYI. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I say all that to tell you sometimes a lack of, of planning or procrastinating, um, has got me in some tough situations. Uh, when I was in school, it got me into some late night paper writing. Anybody ever been there? You waited and you waited and you waited and then your, your, your teacher's like, oh, that's due tomorrow. And you're like, oh, well, I'll just do this all night and just keep drinking coffee all night, right? 
And, uh, and so it's, it's put me in some bad, tight spots. So, but let me ask you this today. Um, have you ever thought, why, why, do we, why do we put things off? You ever thought about that, why you put things off? Maybe you don't want to deal with it at the moment, right? I, you know, <clears throat> Wyatt, why do you put off taking out the trash when I ask you to take out the trash? Now, I'm not putting him on spot today. Um, but what, I am, I am. All right, that's my son if you don't know. So why do we wait? Oftentimes, why do we wait? And, uh, and, and let me ask you this. So physically, in our, in our physical world, sometimes we wait when we shouldn't wait. Right? Sometimes we play before we should work. All right, I'll leave that one alone right there. That bounced off all the walls. And it'll land here in a minute. Um, <laughs> but spiritually, uh, you know, the same question for us spiritually, why do we put off things in our life instead of dealing with them or calling them out or confessing them right away? You ever think about that? Sometimes we're like, oh, I'll just, I'll put it off. I, you know, I don't, I don't need to worry about that today. And, and oftentimes we're plagued by, by things, by bondages, by sin. And God wants us to walk in freedom. I'm talking about freedom today. And God wants us to walk in freedom, but oftentimes we just wait. And I don't know about you, I want to walk uh, in freedom and freedom from sin and, and freedom from bondage. So if you have your Bibles, we'll be in Exodus chapter 8. And we'll be at verse 1. And you can read this with me if you want. Or if you choose not to, you can wait. I'm just making a point. All right. Look at this. It says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will plague your whole country with frogs. The Nile will team, up, uh, will team up with frogs. They will come up into your palace and your bedroom and onto your bed, into the houses of your officials and on your people, and into your ovens and kneading troughs. That's a lot of frogs. The frogs will go up on you and your people and all over your officials. And some of you ladies are going, ooh. Some of you men might be doing that too. All right. Uh, verse 5, then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, stretch out, uh, stretch out your hand with your staff over the streams and canals and ponds and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt and the frogs came up and covered the land. But the magicians did the same things by their secret arts. They also made frogs come up from the land of Egypt. Uh, Pharaoh summoned Moses and, and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people, and I will let your people go uh, to offer sacrifices to the Lord. So Pharaoh's getting a little bit tired of the frogs in his life. Look at this, verse 9. Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials and your people that you and your houses may be, be rid of the, of the frogs, except for those that remain in the Nile. Look at this, verse 10, tomorrow, Pharaoh said, tomorrow, Moses replied, it will be as you say, so that you may know there is no one like our God. 
How many know God can do what he wants? I love that. Uh, verse 11, the frogs will leave you and your houses, your officials, and your people. They will remain only in the Nile. Will you bow your heads with me? Lord, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your word. Lord, oh, I ask, Lord, today, Lord, that freedom would reign in this house, like we sang about. God, I ask, Lord, that uh, as we look at some things, uh, I pray, Lord, that our hearts would be open to your word. God, that we would see things in our lives that, that maybe they don't need to be there. But I pray, Lord, that you would call to light, God, in, a, in your loving, conviction, convicting way over our hearts today. God, move in compassion. God, I pray, Lord, that you would draw the sinner today. Lord, that you would set the, 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 those bound by sin free. In your mighty name we pray. And everyone said, amen. I want to just talk to you today on this simple subject of one more night with the frogs. One more night with the frogs. I ask this question, why one more night? You know, I, my, when I read that and I look at what Farrell said, I, I want to go, why would you wait if, if you're frustrated with your situation, why would you wait, right? Uh, how many times do we do that in our lives? We may be frustrated with our, well, why are you waiting? Get up and do something about it, right? And it's interesting to me. And, and so I think there's some spiritual application um, to this story that we can look at. Uh, and so, number one, you can write this down. Here's my number one point. And hopefully I don't keep you too long today. I know you want to go home and shoot off some firecrackers and some fireworks. All right. All right. Number one, why one more night? Here's the, here's the, here's the spiritually speaking, okay? The reason that we wait is we get used to our situations. We do. We do. We get used to them. Sometimes it starts off as bad, and then we learn to just kind of deal with it, right? Anybody ever hurt yourself? The older I get, if I hurt myself, I don't like to let people know that I hurt, but we learn to deal with pain, right? Instead of going to the doctor and getting it figured out, and you know, it's like, oh, well, my leg's not working. I can't walk, but it's like, did you go to the doctor? No, just dealing with it, right? And so oftentimes we do that, but here's one thing I do know. Frogs... You either love them or hate them. There's really not an in-between. You, you either love frogs or, you know, some of you, I could say, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to go to a pond and we're going to go catch frogs. And some of you would be like, let's do it. The other half of you would be like, no way. Right? How many like frog legs? How many don't like frog legs? How many have ever seen frog legs cooked when they put salt on them and they kick in the pan, right? Well, it's a little creepy, but hey, you know, uh, I like frog legs, uh, you know, that's just me. Um, you know, frogs, we, uh, they come in all shapes and sizes, right? There's big frogs, little frogs, green frogs, red frogs, blue, yellow, bullfrogs, tadpoles, and pollywogs. Anybody catch pollywogs when you were a kid? All right, maybe you called them something different, but that, you know, it's just the, the big tadpole where they had legs kind of thing. Uh, that's what we called them. I don't know. We, I grew up in Missouri, so, you know, cut us some slack. Um, but here's the thing. The, the issue with frogs, you know, when we think about frogs and they come in so many different varieties, so do spiritual problems. Spiritual problems come uh, uh, in different, different ways. There's different, different issues. Uh, there are frogs of habits and Frogs of addiction, there's frogs of lust, and frogs of greed, and frogs of 
pride, don't worry. You might want to pull your toes in because I'm going to keep going. There's frogs of trouble and disappointment and discouragement. Frogs of worry, sorrow, and sickness. There's frogs of grief and loneliness and discontentment. Anybody ever, ever dealt with any of those things in your life? And oftentimes when we deal with those things, we learn to just kind of deal with them rather than say, hey, Lord, here's my issue. Can you make it better? Um, so they plague us, and just like Pharaoh, you know, these frogs, they were plaguing them morning and, and, and noon and afternoon and night, and they were there. When they went to bed, guess what? There were frogs in their room. You know, a couple, I don't know, we were cleaning the house not too long ago, and, and me and Tristan were, were downstairs, and we were vacuuming, and she, she was doing a good deep clean because she's good at that. I'm not good at that, and uh, she was looking around the back of the couch, and she said, you know there's a dead frog back there? And I said, I did. <laughs> I saw it, like, probably a week earlier. <laughs> this is why my wife helps me out. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I, I, did, I did see that dead frog. And she's like, well, why didn't you get rid of it? Well, I was like, well, I don't know. I just, I just didn't, I saw it. I didn't do anything about it. I'm sorry. And, but it's like us. Oftentimes we know there's, a frog or a dead frog or something spiritually that, that is killing us, and we just let it just sit there, not doing nothing about it. Can I tell you, husbands, if you see a dead frog in your house, get it out. All right, just FYI. It didn't stink. It had been there for a while. So, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm surprised the dog didn't find it. I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe he did. Maybe he brought it in and chewed it and killed it. I don't know. Um <laughs> But here's the thing, here's the thing about, about our problems. You know, oftentimes in our life, you know, when, if you think about frogs, live frogs and where they come from, if you get enough frogs in a place, they, they can change the atmosphere, right? You go to a pond, usually there's scum on the pond, right? It's stinky. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, you can do this if you want. You can grab a frog out of a pond and probably lick it. Anybody ever done that? Don't raise your hand. You're probably not going to have any friends after church if you raise your hand. Right? But frogs are, frogs are gross. Dead ones are even worse. But, but frogs are gross. But, but you know, oftentimes you can, you can hear them. I remember one time we were camping and as teenagers, and we, we thought we were going to do something fun, me and some friends, and we went camping on our riverbank, and we fished. We didn't take any food, so we fished to catch our food for the night. We thought we were really living off the land. And, uh, and when we went to bed, we laid down in our tent, and we kept hearing this frog. Like, I mean, it was loud, and it was just like really loud. And we were like, where is this frog? So we, we're looking outside the tent. We're looking everywhere. And that little booger was in the corner of our tent making noise, and we knew he was there. But same thing goes in our lives. Oftentimes there's frogs of discouragement and frogs of addiction, and they're there, and they're making noise. Oftentimes we're just trying to exist rather than deal with them. You know, um, 
sometimes frogs aren't so obvious, but, but you know they're still there. That's kind of like that story. I, I remember one time, you're going to hear a lot of funny stories about frogs. I got a lot of frog stories for some reason. When I was growing up uh, in Missouri, we, one Sunday afternoon, we lived out in the, the country. We decided to go eat, and so we drove 30 minutes, and it was raining that day. Well, in the process of driving, it was, you know, my dad and my mom and my sister and my brother, and, and we're just driving along. And as we're going down the, the, the freeway, it was raining really hard. Not freeway. It was just a highway. Raining really hard, and we see this thing hopping across the road. I mean, when you see a frog hopping across the road, you know it's probably a pretty good size if it's raining hard, right? So what do we do? We stop to catch that thing. And so, you know what? We chase that thing. We chased that thing around the side of the road. People probably thought we were crazy. We are a little bit, you know. And, and so we caught this frog. Once we caught it, we didn't really think what we were going to do with it after we caught it, right? But this frog, it was a big old bullfrog. I mean, it was like one of those ones you stretch out. And it's like the length of your arm, you know, really big. And so what do we do with it? We put it in the trunk of the car. It's just the redneck way, right? And, and so we, I don't know what we thought we were going to do with this frog, but we caught it, so we stopped. We might as well do something with it, right? So we put it in the trunk of the car, and then we go eat, and, and then we stop, and we go to open the trunk to find the frog. Guess what? We don't know where the frog's at. We are tearing the trunk apart. We're looking around the spare tire. We got everything out. We cannot find that frog. And funny story, it climbed up it found a place in the in the frame of the car somehow it got up in there we had to dig that thing out of there but sometimes they're not quite as obvious as we think they are spiritual problems sometimes we go along existing we've we've they've existed so long in our lives that we fail to even notice that they're there anymore they've hidden they found places and they've hidden into our hearts we say you know i i remember when that getting that frog but i don't remember I don't know where that frog's at now. And they sneak in so, so, so quietly. And, uh, but what happens with us, see, we start with situations, and, and it's uncomfortable, but through time, we just kind of learn to deal with it. That's what happens. Sometimes we start, and we're like, man, this is, I don't like the way this makes me feel. I feel just, you know, this is not good, and we're convicted by it. But after a while, we just keep doing the same thing, same thing, and we... Our hearts grow hard. We don't even realize. We don't even feel bad about it. Um, uh, at first, we're convicted but, but about it. And then after we've dealt with it enough, we, we don't feel any remorse for it. Now it's quiet, but that means you're listening. And it becomes second nature to us versus, man, I, I know I shouldn't be doing that. Um, we become so comfortable with it, we, we carry it everywhere we go. It, it kind of reminds me of, of, our, um, of our cell phones, right? How, I, I was thinking about this. How in the world did we ever exist without cell phones? Anybody remember a time before cell phones? I do. And I remember having to go to the landline and call my friends had the really long cord and go hide in the closet so no one else could, you know, and someone else pick up the phone in the house. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you kids are like, what are you talking about? Some of you had the rotary, the right? Some of you still have the rotary. Maybe, I don't know. But, but I was thinking about this. You know, 
what was life like without our cell phones? And we carry our cell phones now. And most people, when we don't have our cell phones, we don't even know how to respond. Where's my cell phone? It's like, I can't exist. I, what if someone tries to get, get a hold of me? Well, they did it in the 60s, 70s, 50s, no problem, right? And, uh, but I, I begin to think about that. And, and it's the same thing, same spiritual application here. Frogs, we get used to them. And most of us carry our phone without even thinking about it, right? First thing we grab when we get up, our phone. Then we walk out to the car. Then we go back in and get our car keys because we, we grabbed our phone, not our car keys, right? Um, but, I, you know, oftentimes we get used to our situations. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, we get used to our situations. Here's a second point I want to make, make out here to you. Here's when we're dealing with spiritual frogs, oftentimes we want the answer on our terms. You know why we wait? We want the answer on our terms. I want to be free when I want to be free. Look at this. Chapter, or verse 9 says this. Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave to you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials and your people that you and your houses may be rid of these frogs except for those that remain in the Nile. And what did he say? Verse 10 says, tomorrow. And Moses replied, it will be as you say so that you may know there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will leave you and your houses and your officials and your people, and they will remain only in the Nile. So we want the answer on our terms. Like Pharaoh, I think it's interesting that Moses even gave him the option, said, hey, when, when do you want me to pray to the Lord to get this to stop? And I ask you that today. Have you prayed to the Lord and asked him to Step into your situation to make the pain stop, to stop the addiction, to stop the bondages in your life, to break the curse of sin on your life. And oftentimes, we know that's the answer, but oftentimes we're like, well, what's another day? I'll do it on my terms. I still got some wild oats to sow, right? And so we realize uh, we have a, a problem, but we say this, God, I, I have this issue, but let me control it. Let me control this situation. Let me take care of it, right? That's our human nature. And it goes against Proverbs 3, 5, which is trust in the Lord God with all your heart and all your understanding. Lean not to your own understandings, right? In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will what? Direct your paths. So that scripture tells us that. So when we, when we deal with our own and we say hey lord i, I want to deal with this you know what you're, you're telling god I, i'm superior to to you you know what that's called pride lord i i can handle this i can deal with this i, I don't need your help we're all guilty of it at times and, and you may say this hey I, i'm not ready to let go of these 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 frogs in my life i know that they shouldn't be there but i'm just not ready to let them go we've We've learned to like the frogs. Anybody's ever, anybody's kids ever brought in a frog and wanted to make it a pet, right? We tried, but it died. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. You can laugh, all right? But, but we learned to like frogs. And, and can I tell you this? I'm going I'm to give you something strong here. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. 
God won't deliver you from something that you love or something that you're not or from something that you're willing to tolerate in your life. God won't set you free if you love it and you're willing to tolerate it. You know what that's called? Control. Lord, I, I, I'm okay with this. I, I, I can handle this, Lord. I, I, this. But God won't set you free from those things. I'll give you a list here. Hey, some of you, get ready. Pornography. Drugs. Lust. Here's another one. Everyone get ready. A bad temper. Self-pity. Depression. Jealousy. Maybe this one, unforgiveness. Some of us, we have these little pet frogs. This is my little pet frog here. It's in the corner of my heart, and I'm willing to just hang on to it because I can control it, and I can, I can, I can do this. Lord, and if I, if I let you set me free, I'll really be free, and then I won't get to do what I want to do. And God's like, I've got freedom for you. I want to set you free. And guess what? When I set you free, you won't want to do those things anymore because I will fill that void in your life. Amen? And so, uh, you'll, uh, and here's the thing. You'll never be delivered until you submit all the areas of your heart. Some of us walk in bondages because we won't submit certain areas of our life. God, I'll give you this. I'll compartmentalize compartmentalize my life. I'll give you this, Lord. I'll give you this, but I'm not going to give you this. Lord, I'll give you my family. I'll give you this, but I'm not going to give you my finances. Lord, I'll give you this, and I'll give you this, but Lord, don't ask me to serve at the church. Moses said, when, when do you want me to pray? Pharaoh said this, tomorrow. In other words, give me one more night with these frogs. Why? Why, why would you do that? Why, why would you do that? I, 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 and all of us, we say this, hey, I want to be delivered from this, but not today, Lord. Maybe next week, because if I get delivered today, that may mean that I, that takes something on my part. That may mean that I have to come down here to the front. That may mean that God will have to work on me, and people may know there's some things going, in, going on in my life. Can I tell you something? I would rather you think that there's something going on in my life and get things right with God and walk in freedom than to walk in the same bondages over and over and over. Come on, I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up here. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Here's the last point. I told you I, I didn't want to keep you long today. I want to get you to your fireworks. I saw something earlier today that said some, somewhere today someone will have less fingers than they did when they started the day. It was my friend. He is an ER <laughs> nurse, so he probably has experience with that. Uh, verse 12 says, all right, here's, the, here's the third point right here. Oftentimes, we don't like to deal with it because we are afraid of the mess the frogs have created. So look at this. Verse 12 says this. After Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh, Moses cried out to the Lord about the frogs, and he had, he had brought on Pharaoh, and the Lord did what Moses asked. The frogs died in the houses. Hey, I, I, I'm just following what they did. The frogs died in the houses. In the courtyards and the fields, and they were piled into heaps, and the land reeked 
of them. You're lucky because I was going to bring a, a pile of dead frogs in and pile them up here. Right? See, part of dealing with spiritual frogs in our life is the house cleaning. But here's what happens. This is what happens. When, when those things are dead, they begin to stink up our lives. They begin to, anybody, anybody ever did any deep sea fishing? Anybody, you know, anybody ever looked inside of a chum bucket? You know what they do in a chum bucket? They, they basically, when they catch fish, they cut their guts out and they put all that in a chum bucket and they use that to pull in the other fish. They, they throw it out there, and it's disgusting. It's gross. But here's the problem that I have, and here's the problem that we have is oftentimes we don't like to deal with the things in our life because when we look at them, we go, man, that is disgusting. I cannot believe that I did that. I cannot believe that that was from me. I can't believe that I failed in that way. And, and this is what happens in our lives. It, things in our lives, it might stink, and it might be disgusting, and it might be embarrassing to deal with. But can I tell you this? There may be dead frogs in your life and in your heart, and they may be stinking your life up, but there's some good news for you here. And that is God is there to help you clean out the corners of your heart. We're talking about freedom today. I'm not just talking about national freedom. I'm talking about real freedom. Freedom from sin, the curse of sin. Freedom from things that we've held on to. Maybe animosity, maybe unforgiveness to family members. Maybe a past pain and hurt that we haven't forgiven somebody of. And I believe that God put this word on my heart today for people today that have been walking in bondage. and been struggling in their hearts. Look at this. Isaiah 43, 25 says this. I, talking to the Lord, I, yes, I alone... And the one who blots out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. That's how good God is. When there's a frog in our lives, we say, hey, God, I'm, I'm ready to deal with it. Not tomorrow. Today's the day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to deal with it. He comes in and he takes that thing and he gets rid of it. And guess what? He forgets about it. Matter of fact, one of the things that the enemy likes to use against us is guilt. Because in our lives, when we sin, when we make mistakes, we're always like, man, I am pitiful. I messed up this. And, and we're like, God, I'm sorry I did that. And God's like, sorry you did what? I, I already forgave you of that. I, I'm not worried about that anymore. I'm, I'm moved on. And we're the ones hanging on. The enemy knows that. He uses that, that weapon against us all the time. Guilt, shame. Can I tell you something? If God has set you free from something, don't let the enemy bring in guilt and shame into your life because who the Son has set free is free indeed. All right, look at this. Psalms 103 says this, verses 11 and 12 says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the love for those who fear Him. Look at this, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, as far has He removed our transgressions from us I love that let me ask you this what are you waiting for are you going to procrastinate today are you going to let the enemy tell you oh man I, if I come down to the altar today people are going to know some things about our, 
Are you going to let God deal with it? Or are you going to take control? Which one's it going to be? Look at this. The last thing that happened in verse 15, it says this. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief. Now, this is what happens. This is what happens to us. We come down. We ask God to, to help us. And then we get a little bit of relief in our life. But look at this. But when Pharaoh saw that there was a relief, he hardened his heart and would not listen to Moses and Aaron. Just as the Lord had said. So this is what happens. We come down here. We ask God. We come down and someone prays with us. And we feel the Holy Spirit. We feel Holy, Holy Ghost goosebumps and, and, and all that's great. But then we get back up. And the very thing that we just laid down at the altar, we pick back up and we take it with us. We harden our heart after a little bit of relief. Well, God, God helped me out, so now I'm going to go back to what I want to do. Isn't that like us? We get back up, and our heart is, our heart is hard. And we try to control our situation. Can I give you some advice? Don't be like Pharaoh and harden your heart. God set you free. He set you free. Look at this. Ephesians 4.18 says this. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. Want to know why you haven't heard from God? Maybe you've hardened your heart against Him. Let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you again. What are you waiting for? Look at this. John 8, 36 says this. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free say it with me if the sun sets you free you are truly free say it again so if the sun sets you free you are truly free Romans six twenty two says this but now you are free from the power of sin but now you are free from the power of sin the frogs that were in your life don't have dominion over your life because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise. Romans 6.22, but now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. This is what I'm going to do. all heads bowed, all eyes closed. Say, hey, Pastor TJ, I, I hear you. And maybe this is a little bit different than what you were expecting on 4th of July. We're talking about freedom, but I'm talking about a freedom that lasts forever. I'm talking about a freedom that will draw you close to God. When God begins to blot out those things in your life, begins to look at the areas, the corners of our hearts, find the frogs that have found their way in, hiding behind the couch, dying, stinking, doesn't belong there. I'm going to give you three things here to be delivered. Your, your eyes closed. Listen to me. Learn to hate the frogs in our lives. Learn to hate the sin in your life. If it's sin, learn to hate it. Walk away from it. Ask God to protect your eyes. Ask God to protect your heart. Ask God to protect your ears. 
Learn to hate the frogs or the sin in our lives. Number two, let God answer on his terms and not yours. Say, hey, God, I'm, I'm willing today, Lord, if you are. Lord, I'm willing today. And here's the last one. Deal with the stinky areas of your life. Maybe you're here and you say, hey, Pastor TJ, I hear you today. And I've got some areas in my life that I need set free from. If that's you and you're under the sound of my voice, I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. What you're feeling in your heart is not my ability to, not my ability to speak to you, but that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And if that's you... Say, hey, Pastor TJ, will you, will you pray with me today? With all, no one looking around. Just lift up your hand. Anybody in the building, thank you. 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 Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, begin to deal, God, with with us. God, begin to reveal to us areas in our lives, Lord, that maybe we've allowed some things to creep in that, that don't belong there. God, we aren't walking in the freedom that you've given us. God, we don't know how, but things have crept in that don't belong there today, Lord, we, we say, Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender to your will. I surrender to your will, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior today, I want to give you an, a, a, a moment to know him. And I'm going to come back to you and and pray with you guys who who raised your hand. But if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, say, hey, I I want to know this Savior. I want to be free from sin. I, I heard you talking about the blood of Jesus Christ, the price that he paid on Calvary. I want to know him. I want a relationship with him. It's not a religion. This is a relationship with him. He'll set you free. He sets the captive free. And under the sound of my voice, I believe it's you're not here by happen chance. You're here on July 4th because God is going to set you free today. You want to know Jesus, just lift up your hand. Anybody in the building, I, I want to give you a moment. Anybody in the building. All right. Will you stand with me? give you a chance to do something today. If you raise your hand today and say, hey, I'm, I'm tired of dealing with these frogs. They've, they've stunk up my life long enough. 
spiritually have clouded my, my thought process, have not allowed me to walk in freedom today. I want you to take a step. This, is, this may be hard for some of you, but let me tell you something. Just set your pride aside. Listen, I'll, I'll be the first one to come down here today. Set your pride aside and say, hey, God, I need your help. What are you waiting for? Come on. Come on. This is your altar call. You're like, hey, what, what I'm waiting on. Thank you. Thank you for coming down. Many of you raise your hand. I need some, I need some prayer, prayer warriors to come down here. If I, some of my board members. Brother Don, can you help me? Brother Jeff and Cecilia, can you guys come down? Find someone to pray with. Find somebody to pray with. I believe today's the day. Some of you have been dealing with some stinky situations, but today's the day that the Holy Spirit is going to set you free, that Jesus is going to set you free. Come on, I need, I need a couple of, of people to come pray down here on, on the end. Come on, nobody, nobody alone. Say, hey, will you just be patient with me today? Will you just be patient? I, I promise you'll get to your fireworks. You'll get to everything. Just be patient with me. God's doing, doing a work today. God's doing a work at this house. Whoo. if you're out there will you just stretch your hands this way and pray for those up here who are, who are seeking freedom we worship you Jesus <laughs>
today is the day. Hallelujah. Come on, sing it one more time. Freedom rings. Come on, sing it out. So, Lord, we thank you for the finished work of the cross. It's by your shed blood that I can walk in freedom. So, Lord, I don't leave here. I don't pick things back up. I don't leave with a hardened heart. But I say, God, let your Holy Spirit fill those voids where those frogs were right now in the mighty name of Jesus. God, let goodness and mercy and joy and peace dwell in my heart. Lord, you've set me free. Because who the Son has set free is free indeed. We declare that today. Come on, do you believe that? Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for your patience today. Thank you for being patient on the Lord. The Lord's doing a work in this house. God is doing something. God is up to something. He's setting the captive free, and he is taking us where we've never been, and he is moving us forward. Amen. We, we just raise your hand. I want to bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. Amen. We have just a few announcements before you're dismissed today. First, I want to tell you that we have uh, tithing boxes right outside of both doors and one upstairs for your tithes and offering today. If you're a guest in the house, we welcome you and thank you for being here. Um, Beyond the Broken Heart, our grief ministry group meets this Tuesday, the 6th at 7 o'clock. And then as you guys are leaving, the church has um, a little treat for you for 4th of July. They have hot dogs, chips, and apple pie. How more American can you get than that? Um, so as you leave today, make sure you enjoy that. You can stay under the awning. Uh, there's tables and chairs out there, or you can get it to go. They provided real service here. So as you're getting that, we do ask just to help us have control and help us get the kids out. Get your kids. It's not Valentine's Day. So get your kids, and then you're going to go to the door over here by the kitchen and go in and get your treats. You can tell them if you're going to have it here to go, and they'll help you out. And they're going to come back out the door of the fellowship hall where the teens go in. Um, it says ignite right on the door. So you're going to go in this door, out this one. We'll have a little bit of order here, and you'll go where you always do to get your kids. Have a wonderful 4th of July. <laughs>